Hello everyone and welcome to the ninth episode of Rambling from Nowhere. As always, I'm your host Jason Hall and joining me once again this week is my illustrious co-host, Clay Dotson. Illustrious? Uh, it's going to be like the second day, uh, second comic book series, uh, along with cantankerous Clay Dotson, uh, the illustrious Clay Dotson. I actually had a brain freeze, completely forgot I had a good one picked out, but I'll save it, they'll come back to me at some point, <laughs> maybe halfway through the uh, episode or something like that, so it happens. we'll see. What's going on, man? Um, uh, you know, today's comic book day. Now that uh, House of X, Powers of X has ended, yes. now it's the Dawn of X, and so I picked up issue number one of X-Men. This is technically volume five, right, it's of crazy. all the different X titles, but with the legacy number, it has it at 644. Oh, does it show the legacy number on it? That makes no sense, though, because it should be around, I think, 299. Look right. this up. It's very weird, because it's not Uncanny X-Men, it's just X-Men, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. I got it. They're continuing on. Uh, this is exactly what well, Marvel's doing. This nope. is what Marvel's doing. So there's okay. So for everybody out there, Marvel did this like initiative like two or three years ago, where they still wanted to um, boost readership, which it, it works. So sometimes you'll get a new creator on a title, and you'll come out with the number one issue. So some, a lot of times you'll see uh, comic book series in just to start with another number one, and so to keep like old school people still in, in flux whatever they do the legacy number saying well this is actually uh, you know number 600 and something like I just said just so people feel worthwhile and they're collecting and I guarantee they're setting this up even though it'll probably be like issue 6 or 7 they'll be like oh it's number 650 big issue and they're just going to have an excuse to raise the price yay combo companies so well I think what they're doing is um, I'm assuming since it's that high of a number that the, you know because Uncanny X-Men was originally just X-Men and then it become Uncanny X-Men so I'm sure they're just folding all of that stuff into one uh, one giant number you know what I'm saying I, I yeah. guess I don't know so uh, remember the third the third volume of X-Men and it was like they fought vampires yeah <laughs> so random yeah you believe became a vampire yeah it's pretty crazy uh, but yeah, actually the issue ended up being pretty good. Uh, a lot different, uh, especially the art. It's got lineal. Uh, is it is it Lionel or lineal Francis Hugh? Lionel. I always went with Lionel, Lionel Francis Hugh, but I'm sure somebody will correct us. I used to like his work, man. I, I don't. But uh, it's does he still draw those? I haven't got it yet. I'll probably get it this Friday. I hope. Everybody looks like they got third degree burn. Yeah, those, those real hard hard lines. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it does set the stage, though, for future titles. By the way, did you see where they've already announced, like, another Wolverine title? And they've announced a Moira X. Mm-hmm. About I'm pretty, the pretty excited for that one. Who knew? The third one is called what? Uh, something X? 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 Something. I don't know. But, yeah. Ecstatics. I guess it's the sec- <laughs> Not ecstatics. It's, it's X-Corp, as a matter of fact. So I wonder if that's going to be dealing with the... Uh, what they're going through right now when it comes to um, bringing characters back to life. So, you know, we'll, we'll s- talk about that later. Right? Well, gonna I was going to say we was going to save it, but let's just go ahead and let's just talk about it now because I have finished both House of X and Powers of X. You finished those. 
I haven't got X-Men number one yet, which that's not a big deal because we want to touch on these two series. And my first question for you is, how do you feel now that everything's over? Uh, are you pleased with where we're headed? Are you excited? Does it feel good to be back in uh, this X-Men universe again? My wallet don't feel good about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. With all these new issues that are coming out, but uh, I do like it. I love it. Um, and spoil. I mean, this, this, I guess this conversation will be. There will be some spoilers. Yeah, yeah uh, we're not going to hold back now. We're we're past that. So. So the really cool thing about the whole House of X, Powers of X, is that uh, House of X kind of is set during just the, the current Marvel continuity, and then Powers of X is set in certain, like literal powers, like Year Zero. Uh, Professor Xavier before he created the X-Men and then 10 years later which I guess would be kind of current timeline then 100 years later and then there's a thousand years later Mm -hmm. and so the cool thing is they've taken Moira McTaggart who's always been just a character in the X-Men world secondary she's she's secondary secondary. I mean I don't know well okay she she is she matters but when I say secondary I mean she's never been really at the forefront of the X-Men, really never been part of the X-Men, per se, as a team. You know what I'm saying? She's been there in the background. Of course, there was the the Proteus stuff, you know, back in Uncanny, back in the day, and all that. But when I say secondary, I don't mean that as a knock. I'm just saying she's not been a featured character until now. So the the cool thing about Moira is what they've done to her is that they've turned her into a uh, turned her into a mutant, and that was never the case beforehand. But her mutant power is to pretty much restart that her timeline. Like she remembers everything from her previous life. So whenever she dies, she grows back up with all the memories of her past lives, and she has ten of these lives. And you know when she finds out she's a mutant, she tries to cure the mutant disease. Well, the mutant destiny who has precog powers, or I wouldn't say it's precog, right? I think she more or less she can just tell the uh, yeah, it's it's precog. Yeah, it's a precog. Okay, just making sure. Right, destiny kills her uh, because you know, hey, you know, you need to embrace your your heritage, your mutant. Um, and so then after that, she's you know tries to find ways that uh, mutants can coexist with humans. Every time um, she fails, whether it's she tries to kill the people that make the Sentinels, eventually she's shot. Uh, she tries to, you know, uh, start the the new world with Professor Xavier and making this mutant. Um, I guess it's like what is that in the mountains or something? Mm-hmm. This refuge, and you know they end up dying. Then she gets with Magneto instead on her, another timeline, and then she ends up getting killed. Um, and then she shows the same thing with Apocalypse. Apocalypse. And so mm-hmm. you have all these different timelines, and she remembers everything. And that's what sets the basis for House of X, Powers of X. And, um, you know, the biggest mystery was they weren't revealing uh, her sixth life. And, mm-hmm. you know, you figure it out in the last issue of Powers of X 6. But um, pretty much the gist, though, is, you know, every time mutants lose, they never win. Humans always end up on top. But now they've got everything erased, but. I don't know about you, but Moira does not want precogs to be brought back on the island. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's holding something back from Magneto and Professor Well, Stanford. 
You know, I'm with you. I agree. Um, and there's lots of stuff that we still don't know. Well, not a lot, but there's some things we still don't know once the both series end. Uh, you know, as you're going through and reading some of the, uh, like the 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 council, the mutant council. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff uh, from her journal entries at the end. Well, not right. a lot, but a few entries that were left out. So a lot of that was to kind of help fit her in the continuity, right. like to right. make it work. You know, like the Shi'ar Golem. You know, when she faked mm-hmm. her death, whatever. You know, they're trying but, to make that fit, and it does. It works. But the cool thing about this is that they've reached out. They've got this island. It's a, it's a mutant island named Krakoa, who has ties to the original giant size X-Men back in the 1970s. Uh, but he is a mutant island, and the, uh, the mutants have taken refuge there, and they won't respect. They want to start their own government. And so they're able to offer pharmaceutical drugs that can help extend the lives of humans, and so they just want to be known. Uh, but the the really cool thing is is that Professor Xavier Magneto have reached out to all mutants, and that means villains as well. And so Apocalypse ends up on the council as well, and it, it's very weird you got to see all three of them. They're at the head. Those are the three at the head of the table, right, if I remember right. right. Uh, but you've got Mr. Sinister on there. You have um, Sebastian Shaw. Well, you have the Hellfire Club, although you still don't know who the, uh, what was it, Red King is? Right? Yeah, it's Kitty Pride. It's Kitty Pride. So, well, but you don't know for sure, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Which that, that issue, Marauders, number one, comes out next week. So mm-hmm. I'm very interested in that just because um, I don't know who they're going to have. I, I didn't see who was writing it, but... Uh, as long as they keep continue to write Emma Frost as a sassy mm-hmm. badass, that's that's all that matters to me. Because I mean, J- Jonathan Hickman's voice for Emma was just it was just perfect. He's kind of like Grant Morrison's. So. I think he um, I think his voice is uh, perfect for all of them. Uh, yeah, this is the best it's been for me. Uh, I would say since the original Claremont run ended. Um, I liked quite a bit of the X-Men after he left, but uh, it's just, you know, I mean, that's what I grew up on, so that's what I kind of, that's my measuring stick for this stuff. And we also left out one really big spoiler, though, and that is um, the X-Men, they go out into space to, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a mother uh, mother mold, which makes uh, master molds, which master molds make sentinels, and sentinels hunt down mutants. No, wait a minute, we've got that backwards. It's Mother Mold. It's mother, mother Mold. Master Mold. Master Molds make Nimrods. Did they? I thought they just made Sentinels. No, there's a... How was it it went? Because you remember one... Or the Mother Mold makes Master ma- Mold. Master Molds make Sentinels. Right, but how do we get the Nimrods? Nimrods is when it becomes self-aware and they stop that. So anyways... Anyway, um, whatever. Yeah. So they send, like, uh, a group of mutants. I think it was, like, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Wolverine, Wolverine. Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. uh, Mystique, and some others. But the mission goes, all right, they succeed, but everybody dies. Like, it was, like, a very well-done issue. And you're like, wow. Like, it was something out of a movie. But in the next issue, you find out um, that they can be brought back to life. They have this way now to literally resurrect mutants in these I don't know I can't the, the mutant itself that makes the gold balls it's I don't know there's five mutants that ball. together and it's speedball it's not speedball yes it is <laughs> it's not it was a different person <laughs> but anyways they have the ability to, to, to resurrect the mutants now but the thing is they re- 
they re- can restore their memories. Professor X can, and so I'm sure that's going to lead to all kinds of messed up stuff. Well, so. I mean, you know, that's where Mr. Sinister coming into play in the whole thing. So, uh, it's excellent. If you have never, uh, well, yeah, if you've never read comic books, I, I highly recommend to give this a shot. Um, if you've not read comic books, specifically the X-Men in a long time, uh, you definitely need to check this out because, mm-hmm. man, it's so good. Uh, I would have never thought going into the series that um, Moira would be, like, the the biggest surprise in the whole thing and the best character. To, to me, it, she was the best character in the whole it's thing. such a fun character now. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, there's so much mystery, though, because she, you know, they've got those blacked-out journals mm-hmm. or her writing and stuff like that. And so Yeah, there's something definitely sinister going on. I mean, the the other shoe's got to drop. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is, you just got to buff up and join well, the ride. With these Hickman, you know, with these Hickman comics, it takes years um, before it to finally get to its end game. So. Which one is it? The uh, Fallen Angels one? Uh, I, you know, they had that tease in the back for it. And uh, what was it said? The... the Dawn starts to break, or, or so it was some, the tagline was something like that. So yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, it's good stuff. Love it. Love it, man. But yeah, definitely check it out if you get a chance. I mean, now I mean the issues are all probably sold out, and whatnot. But if they ever have them collected, definitely check it out and read them. They're yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go back as soon as I get a chance and reread the whole thing again. Uh, just sit down and and read it. Because it's that good. I could turn around right now and reread the whole thing and just be as giddy as I was when I was reading it the first time. And that's through. the cool thing, again, about what Marvel Comics is doing. Every comic you purchase, you get a digital, digital version copy. as well. Mm-hmm. So my brother in Alabama was reading it along with me, and you know, he's never been in comics. So we definitely enjoyed it, and he's definitely hooked. So he can't wait to see you know, where everything was going to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, uh, awesome. that's uh, House of X, Powers of X. Good deal. We've been waiting to talk about it for a while, and I'd say we probably won't stop talking about it because uh, obviously the X Men is a big part. Jeez, guys, go ahead and get show. over with your <laughs> weekly X Men update. Okay. The problem is that ah. the update just rolls through the entire uh, episode anymore. If you notice, it's just like. Well, you have to wait for hour three of the podcast <laughs> for it to end, for us to get some news and stuff. So. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, other than that, what's been happening with you this week? Oh, my oldest dog, she turned seven, Shelby. So that was very nice. Um, didn't do so hot at darts last night. Mm. It was the dart league. Yeah, I mean, very upset, but oh uh, well. Um, went to a wedding on Saturday, and those are always fun. I swear I'm just going to start start charging people an appearance fee to show up at these, uh, these weddings. So, uh, other than that, oh, man, uh, works good, life's good, so... Got nothing else to really report in on about, so. Yeah, I hear you. I was about the same this week because we went camping right after we recorded last week's episode. We left the next day. Uh, I was impressed that I was able to get the episode out early. Uh, I was going to try and uh, have it post on Friday, but I was like, I ah, forget it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it today and get it out. So, uh, But we went camping. I had planned on... Uh, doing some reading, some catching up, but I didn't get a chance to do much at all other than camping stuff. Uh, I did, uh, uh, Josh had recommended a game on Apple Arcade to me. Uh, let's see, it is 
Hexaflip. And man, it's fun. It's a good game. It's just That's a it's just a little puzzle game, basically uh, hexagon, and you're moving it across the board, and it's kind of got timers and stuff in it. I've not played too much of it, but uh, if you got Apple Arcade, I recommend you check it out. Uh, I'm still addicted to Grindstone on there. I've got six games, and the only thing I play right now is Grindstone and Hex Hexaflip now, but. <laughs> uh, both those are really good. Um, last week I mentioned uh, the book I'd picked up. It was uh, Felicia Day's Embrace Your Weird, Face Your Fears, and Unleash Your Creativity. Um, so it's a self-help book? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. Kind of. Uh, it's really good. Uh, I haven't got I that far into it. I can't wait to be famous I come so. out with my own self-help, or my self-help books. That'd be great. Mine's you buy my stuff out there? Mine's just going to be don't do this, and it's going to be my life story, pretty much. Don't do drugs, okay? Up to a point. So, uh, let's see. I sat down the other night, Clay, and we've talked so much about Sleepaway Camp, I was wanting to watch it. <laughs> you can't find it anywhere. Uh, streaming. Uh, you can't get it on Prime. I don't think it's on Netflix. Uh, so I started searching, and I found Shout TV. Uh, nice. sh Shout <laughs> Shout releases a lot of uh, uh, re-releases, a lot of like Grindhouse and niche type of movies and stuff like that. But uh, Shout TV, the app, I got it on Apple TV. I don't know if it's on uh, Amazon Fire. But anyway, if you're into that kind of thing, you need to check this thing out because it's got some killer movies from the 70s and 80s. Uh, I'm not going to go into details on what all they are, but, like, you remember going back in the VHS days, and we've talked about it before, where you'd look in a movie store and you'd pick up a movie just because of whatever's on the cover, just because right. it was so outlandish. Well, that's what you're looking at here on the app. It's all kinds of stuff, and it's free. The app's free. Uh, it had Sleepaway Camp on it, so I was able to watch it. <laughs> it was going to be my recommendation this week, but I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it for now, because I, I have a backup. But man, it's, the girl was a boy! It's so crazy. The, the acting's so bad, but it's so good at the same time. Uh, I was cracking up at the beginning when the dude uh, has the gigantic pot of water dumped on him, boiling water dumped on him. I mean, it, it's the most in, insanely large pot of water I've ever seen in my life. I, it was like a three-foot-tall uh, pot of water, and I was just like, oh, man, I forgot all about this. Um, but it's good. It's hilarious in all the right ways. You know, those campy 70s, or not, well, it wasn't 70s, but 80s. Those 80s slasher flicks we were talking about and all the campiness that goes with it. But uh, so I checked that out. Um, if you're into that kind of stuff, they also have some uh, classic TV shows and so on and so forth on there. Uh, it's an interesting little app. I've uh, been digging it. It's uh, Shop TV. It's a free plug for them, I guess. Uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, I meant to mention it last week. Uh, we've talked about the Nashville Comic Con coming up in March quite a bit. I believe it's March 30th and 31st. Uh, I sent you a text on it. They're actually running a Kickstarter right now, and they're at 
they're funded at 150%, I believe it is. Uh, if you're interested and you want to do something like that, you can get a really good deal on tickets. I got a two-day pass for, I think it was uh, $15, I believe. Not Maybe bad. 20 But for... for uh, well, I mean, so who are they going to be able to get to come, you know, show up? Um, They have... Of course, you'd ask me that, and I don't have it pulled up right here in front of me. They have announced some of the people they've got. I mean, it's just like any of these uh, cons anymore. I know they have a Power Ranger there, for sure. <laughs> well, by God. I mean, you always have a Power Ranger at these things. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Here we go. No, that's not it. Definitely not a good con unless there's a Power Ranger there. Uh, Jay Lee's going to be there. Comic artist Jay Lee. What? Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. Okay, that's worth going. Jay Lee's art is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, what? I don't even know what he's doing anymore. I don't. Uh, I. But I mean, I don't Seems follow. like he's doing covers. You know. Well, yeah. But I don't follow it enough anymore to. It's uh, Inhumans art, dude. When during the Marvel Knights, yeah, so good. It's I can't find it. Uh, apparently, it's impossible to find. But anyway, uh, check out that Kickstarter if you want to. They've got some really good deals. Uh, I get I think with the one I backed, I get a like a special. You know how it is. I get a, no. There is one that has a tote bag though. But <laughs> I get a uh, you know a special variant cover of. Usagi Jimbo number one. I'm assuming it's a mm-hmm. new, a new series. Okay. Right. So, but that was pretty cool. Um, and then the other thing we touched on a little bit, uh, we talked about, but we not really said anything much about uh, Extra Life for this year. Uh, it's November second, and we are doing a Extra Life thing. Uh, posted a little thing on the group page not, uh, the other day. Uh, we're going to be doing it November the 2nd in Chattanooga, but we're going to try to live stream some of it. A uh, friend of the show, Jonathan Johnson, is the one that's actually heading up the whole thing. And it's going to be board games for sure. I'm not sure if he's going to have a... I texted him asking if there's going to do any video games or anything like that, but he wasn't sure yet. But we are going to try to live stream some of it. Uh, Clay, I believe you said you were going to join in on this one with us oh yeah, yeah. so got nothing else to do man love to come <coughs> try to raise money for a good Excuse cause me. and at the same time uh play games yeah it's, it's cool because i mean last year y'all had a uh, good uh, good turnout as well it's good for what it was but um you know all those kids got to have a good time you know just yeah we're going to be going your time like that it's awesome we're going to be going from nine to nine uh that's eastern time uh in Chattanooga so it should be interesting I don't know yet if we're going to attempt to do a full 24 hours there or not uh, last year I drove home and proceeded to play for a full 24 hours by myself after well for the rest of 24 hours and uh, it's pretty rough when you try to play video games for 24 hours and you're working half of it by yourself like I was telling you, I was playing. Uh, how much? Uh, how much money did you end up raising? 
You know, I can't remember right now, and I don't have it in front of me. We hit our goal. I know that. Good. So, uh, the goal this year is, I believe, a thousand. So it's a modest goal, which is, you know, not bad. Uh, you can choose your uh, charity, and I believe Jonathan's is. Uh, it was last year the Erlanger Children's Hospital. So. I'm assuming that's what it is. I haven't had a chance to really look at it. Uh, mine is uh, East Tennessee Children's Hospital. Uh, I'm not sure what everybody else's is. But anyway, any donations that are made, 100% of the proceeds go to the uh, hospital. Uh, Extra Life themselves do not get any kickback from it or anything like that. They so that's a great thing. It. They host it. Um like I said, we're going to try to live stream some of it, be it through Facebook or Twitch. I know I I streamed last year through Facebook and Twitch off and on. I'll do that for you, you uh, know, when I'm not getting my butt kicked by little kids at board games. There's some good ones. Uh, there's some good there's some good ones. So we'll see. I don't know. I like I said, I offered Jonathan my, all my <laughs> my mini consoles. <laughs> If we wanted to do that, but like I don't know, I really don't know yet exactly. We'll put some more info out there as it gets closer, which it will be here before you know it actually. So, but we got that coming up too, Clay. Pretty excited. Uh, we may try to do a little something on site while we're there. That could be fun. Sure. So, uh, what about uh, this this Friday? Are you pretty excited? Uh, yeah. We'll. Well, yes, we're gonna find. Hopefully, find out. Uh, if we're going to have girls or boys. gender or, reveal yeah. party, yeah. not the, yeah. not the yes. sex party. Yes. We just, it, it'll never work, Clay, the sex party thing. just it, <laughs> We lost it in that lost episode. It was so, I don't know, so good. But anyway, not the sex party, the, the joke what? itself. <laughs> but uh, uh, other than that, uh, that's about it. I did want to talk about a, before we get in, dive into the news, uh, a f- couple trailers I got to check out this week. Uh, have you seen this Picard trailer, the latest one? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I hadn't watched it yet till earlier tonight. Uh, man, it almost makes me want to get CBS All Access. Nope. Almost. <laughs> nope. Because I would like to watch it and the uh, Star Trek series on there that all of a sudden I forgot the name of Discovery. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I've heard good things about both of them, but I just, you know, I, I don't want to spend another, what is it, I think it's five ninety nine a month for that one, so, uh, but I just can't see myself spending Maybe them. if they had all the Prices Right episodes that I could stream from their app, that'd be great. Now, just all access Plinko, because that's all I cared about when I was a kid. I did Plinko. see on Xbox Live this completely different streaming service, but still, um, the Doom Patrol that was on the DC streaming service that was supposed mm-hmm. to be really good was actually on sale on there. I don't know if they have the Discovery stuff where you can purchase it for the season or not. Uh, I would almost do that, but man, I hate to. You know, I'd hate to purchase that whole thing and it'd be like, well, that sucked. So I don't know. <laughs> right. But I uh, checked it out, and then I checked out. I, I know you're excited for this one, uh, the Jungle tr- Cruise trailer. 
with uh, Dwayne Johnson and uh, yeah. Emily Blunt. You uh, could make a movie with anything starring The Rock. Seriously, <laughs> it looks good. I tell you, dude, it looks good. I was I was uh, impressed. It actually looked like a fun little movie. I mean, you know what you're getting into with these Disney uh, movies like this. I mean, but uh, it was fun. The Rock plays The Rock, or and Emily Blunt looks like really good in, in every movie in all his movies. But you know, well, except Doom. Doom was a bad movie. All around, but anyway, uh, it looked good. And then I checked out um, Onward. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, the new Pixar movie coming up for too long, uh, set in a fantasy world. Uh, yep. th- this is more in depth uh, trailer, and man, that movie looks really good. Uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt uh, voice the two main characters, and they do a great job. I'm pretty excited for that one. But. Uh, that's about it for me on that front too. Uh, like I said, camping kind of cut into my uh, geek time. I didn't really didn't really play any games. Uh, played a little Gears Five the other night, but I'm not gonna go into it because we talked about it a lot. Even though you know we talked about the X Men a lot too, but whatever. Yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, that Friday, that Friday the Thirteenth game is free now on Xbox Live. Which I, know. I downloaded it today. I downloaded it. Uh, it's another one like, uh, what was it, Dead by Dawn? Is that the name Dead of it? Dead by Daylight. Daylight, that's right. Uh, another one in that vein. So I don't think it's it, I don't think it's supposed to be as good as uh, Dead by Daylight, but we might see if we can get some well, they don't together. they don't support it anymore either. I think the Did they quit support on it? The li- I don't yeah, know. the license is up on it. I don't know. I, just, I remember when it came out and it, got some pretty decent buzz but then it just kind of faded away so we'll see we might give it a shot one of these nights still need to download that Dead by Daylight and all of us try it yeah um, if we never get if we never get Jesse to quit cooking food long enough to play games maybe we can so he's actually I guess he's off or something he tried to add me on or tried to get me on voice chat he's playing that World War Z he's wanting you to play it with him so but anyway, uh, that's about it on that end. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get started with some news because uh, we got some kind of inter- kind of interesting stuff. It was a uh, kind of a slow week on the news front, so we'll just kind of dive into these. We probably won't touch on them too much. Uh, first up is uh, Google Stadia Founders Edition release date has been revealed finally. Uh, this comes from IGN. I know that. I am not excited about this, and if I remember right, you aren't either, Clay. No, not at all. Okay. So, uh, I think uh, our friend Brandon, he may have went ahead and got one. I'm not sure. Uh, it comes out on the 19th. Uh, I don't really need this. I mean, I think it's – but here's the thing. It's free. I mean, you have to pay for this Founders Pack stuff, but when it's actually released, it's free. The whole service is. I mean, you have to pay for the games and stuff, but you know, you can actually play it for free whenever. So, I don't know. I don't really need it in my life. I, I've got my Xbox. That's about all I need. I've decided. I thought about getting one of those Switch minis the other day, but or Switch lights. I mean, but then I was like, you no, don't need it. I don't need it. Just like I don't need this. Uh, I'm interested. The only thing that inter- interests me is to see. 
if the technology works as good as they have been touting it to work. I, I'm so. interested in it. As, I, I'm interested in see how it how well it performs. Yeah. Um, but I have no current interest in it. Yeah. At all. I mean, the price wasn't terrible. It was. I think it was 129 for it. But uh, you know, I've got an Xbox. I can get all. There's. I don't think there was any exclusive games. Was there? To it, I, I think there are. There, I'm sure there's something I'm not seeing or that I'm missing, but you know, it's just not anything I really need. Uh, let's see, right here's what I was looking for. Uh, for those who have not pre-ordered these editions of the Google Stadia, the base will be available in 2020 and will be free to access. Uh, players will be able to stream games they purchase at 1080p, 60 frames per second, with stereo sound. Uh, that's a slight dip from the 9.99 a month Stadia Pro, which is 4K, 60 frame HDR, and 5.1 surround sound. So that's the difference. But I mean, we could get a Chromebook, for instance, and a Chromecast, and play it for free, not have to pay anything. And I'm pretty sure any controller you have will work with it, if I remember right. That so, eh, eh, you know, eh, 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 eh. it's neat. I mean, you know, not only the streaming side of it, but um, I would like to grab some of this old, these old junky computers I've got laying around. Or, for instance, at work, uh, you know, we have uh, desktops that are pushing fifteen years, probably some of them. Jeez. So it would be neat to grab one of those and see if this thing would work, you know, on something like that, which I will sure. probably end up trying, but uh, I don't know. I'll be interested. I kind of hope Brandon gets it so he can give us a report on it, honestly, just to see what it's like. But going to have to be a correspondent and give the report on the podcast? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He thinks we talk about Sam Raimi all the time, so, you know, <laughs> it shows you how much he listens to the podcast <laughs> in the first place. He just heard that one episode. Yeah. That was it. That one episode that we never talked about Sam Raimi in. You're right. <laughs> or that one we're, yeah, so, no, I'm not even going to go there. I'll save it. But uh, moving on, uh, let's dive into the Marvel segment because that's about all the news I could dig up this week. Uh, like I said, it's a pretty light week. So we'll just t- touch on these real quick. Uh this is from IGN as well. Uh, Venom director says Sony is leading towards crossover with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yay. So, Great. You know it's coming. You no, know what's going to happen. happen. So, uh, I don't really, know. Really to, I mean, Venom was rated R, correct? Or, yes. You know. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, I mean, you know it's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. Like I said... I can't watch Venom because I keep falling asleep whenever I try to watch it. Uh, I'm interested to see what Andy Serkis is going to do with the sequel. And well, They are doing Carnage in the second one, correct? Yes. Woody Harrelson is returning as Carnage, which he, you know, I told you he had that little stinger at the end of it. And then uh, I read the other day, I think, uh, what's her name? Shriek? Is that right? I never read much yeah, of the Carnage man. stuff. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, man. Maximum Carnage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Loved that stuff when I was a kid. Uh, I think there, there's rumblings that she's going to be in it as well. So, we'll see. 
I don't know. I mean, I really, like I said, I, I really like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. So, uh, we'll see. I'm I'm not too excited about it because I don't think they've done Venom. It's not the Venom I grew up with, basically. So, you know, we'll see. I will give it. A, I will try it out one day. I will try to watch it though, and try to give it justice, whatever. Just at least say I watched it and uh, give a fair view. I have it. I I have it, and I like I said, I've tried to watch it multiple times, and I get about halfway through the movie. I get to the point where he becomes Venom, basically, and then I fall asleep. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old and can't handle staying up. I guess. Uh, or maybe it's just not that good. <laughs> I can't tell you for sure. So, but anyway, on from that one, uh, more Marvel news. Uh, this is uh, some interesting stuff right here, actually. Uh, again, from IGN. IGN provided all our news this week. Uh, Marvel promotes Kevin Feige to chief creative officer. Uh, Where were the sleeves Jeff Loeb as... Marvel TV guy. He, uh, it doesn't really say, but as far as I know, he's still there. Uh, according, okay, so this is from IGN, but here's the, here's the article, or just part of it that I wanted to get, go through. According to Deadline, this means Feige will now oversee the creative storytelling direction of not just the movies, but all TV, animation, and publishing efforts. He will remain. Oh, I don't know, see, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, that kind of worries me, too. That's what I thought. He will remain president of Marvel Studios, Marvel TV, and Marvel Family Entertainment, which produces Marvel's live-action and animated TV shows, respectively, are being moved under the Marvel Studios banner. Uh, I, it, it worries me because we've talked about it before. I don't like when they start changing years upon years of continuity in the comic books to get them more in line with the movies. Right. You know, uh, probably the biggest example for me was when they killed killed off, well, he's technically technically not dead, but when they retconned out, no, I hope they didn't even retcon, when they swapped Nick Fury for the uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, basically. In the comic the Ultimate Universe, yeah. Nick Fury. Because I mean, that was done on purpose. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's not, the, that's not the yeah, ultimate. It's not the Ultimate Universe, Nick Fury. Oh, anymore, right? They, right. they did retcon that. That is correct. Sorry, but, I know. I forgot all about that. But you know, I just and that and I love the Ultimates and uh, let the, the Sam, the let Sam the Jackson. Let the writers and the artists create. Yes. I mean, that's what Hickman was saying. That was one of his arguments as well. It's like, let us do the heavy lifting. I mean, that's pretty much what all the stories are based off mm-hmm. anyways. I mean, the characters are owned by Marvel, Disney, whatever. But it's the writers and artists themselves, though, that have, I mean, that Marvel is able to, you know, mine mm-hmm. all these stories. I mean, the Infinity Gauntlet, that was written by what? Starlin? That was, or was it uh, just that was Jim Starlin and George Perez. I mean, that's your basis oh. for, I mean, for the, the best mm-hmm. selling movie of all time. But, uh, yeah, I'm worried about that. I don't want just keep them separate. Well, Joe Quesada will still report to Buckley in his role as EVP and creative director for Marvel Entertainment. So, 
and I, I, I can't remember who's the editor in chief. At, do they even technically? Is it him that still? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm with you though. That's the one part that kind of worries me. Um, on the movie side, I mean, I have the utmost faith in Foggy, so uh, we'll see. I mean, that's big for him, though. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It just that comic side, like you said, it's worrisome. Maybe we'll never know, though. But lastly, uh, okay. So, everything coming to Disney Plus, every Disney Plus show and movie in that. Father, God. You don't, I know you're still on, well, technically you're not. Did you go back under social media blackout after the Nats one? I did for a brief second, just to wish some people. No, I'm uh, saying, are, are you back on social media blackout? Oh, no, no, I'm back off. Okay, okay. Well, the... So it's pretty hilarious because so the day they announced all this stuff, they were like Twitter bombing nonstop with all these shows and stuff coming out. Now, we're not going to sit here and go through everything on here. I just wanted to highlight some of the stuff. Of course, people are already complaining because this movie's not on there or that movie's not on there, which a lot of it makes sense. Like A lot of people are in uproar because all the Marvel movies are on, aren't on there, but all the Marvel movies can't be on there because some of them are still licensed to Netflix. So, you know, you don't have a choice. But to let that, uh, once that license expires, I'm assuming they'll just come on over. But right. really what I want to get to is some of the uh, stuff on here that, I haven't watched ever or that I haven't seen since I was a kid when it would come on uh, like the wonderful world of Disney that kind of thing uh, there's some good stuff on here that I haven't seen in a long time uh, like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea uh, Old Geller's on here at the sign of Zorro I can remember watching that you see that preview, or they'd have a snippet of it on the Wonderful World of Disney, and I used to want to watch it. I don't think I've ever actually seen the whole thing. But, uh, you know, you got all those uh, movies, live action ones they're known, of from, for, known for from the 50s and 60s. But, man, when you get down into the 70s and some of the just crazy Weird. stuff. Weird. Yeah. So... I'm pulling them up right now, so I'm just going to read. South gonna be on there? No, you'll never see it. <laughs> Unfortunately, you'll never see it on there. I have a copy of it. Uh, a pirated. I, I have a pirated copy of it. I bought it to him both. No, no, they quit the movie business. So, but uh, let me go down through some of these. Uh, just the names of them. So the first one is the computer wore tennis shoes. <laughs> yep. Uh, the barefoot executive. Justin Morgan has a horse. The Biscuit Eater. Uh, let's see. The Castaway Cowboy. Strongest Man in the World. Uh, one of my personal favorites I used to watch all the time in elementary school. It was the one they would always show us. The Apple Dumpling Gang with uh, Don Knotts and Tim, Tim Conway. That's great. Oh, That's I'm a great movie. Oh, uh, Andy. Shaggy D.A. So, 
uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, uh, we get our Spider-Man and his amazing friends is on here. Tron. Uh, the Black Cauldron's on here. Wow. I didn't think it was until just now. Have you ever seen that? I, I don't think I ever have. Oh, man. So good. Of course, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so you can give me a hard time when we watch it, and you're like, dude, that's terrible. Uh, gummy Bears, some of those... I don't remember there being that much nudity in this Disney movie. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Benji the Hunted's on here, the original DuckTales. Wait a minute, Benji the Hunted? Yes. Yep. Was he the hunter or hunted? No, the hunted. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, uh, one of my favorites when I was growing up. Uh, so, I mean... Monterey Jack. I'm just kind of going down through here and looking at, of course, the DuckTales are on there, dude. Yeah. DuckTales. The original. Dude, I've heard the uh, new DuckTales cartoon is very good. It's good. It's real good. Uh, we watch it quite a bit here. Uh, of course, X-Men's on here. Uh, man, this is a good list. I'm just kind of going down through here and checking it out. Uh, Kazam is on here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. There's some terrible stuff. The one thing I am disappointed that's not on here. Well, there's a few things, but, you know, I expect to see anything Disney eventually at some point will make its way here. But uh, the 1982 Incredible Hulk series is not on here. And I used to watch that as a kid, and it was so good. Man, I was disappointed that it didn't make it. Bring it back, Disney. I wish they would. There's also a... Uh, 25 minute I guess it was a pilot for an X-Men series they did back in uh, as around the same time 81, 82 Kitty Pride and really? the X-Men I have what? it on yeah I have it on VHS and it is oh it's awesome. a cartoon yeah, it's a cartoon, cartoon right? yeah, oh. yeah yeah I got it on VHS uh, I actually have uh, procured myself a VHS player so I'm going to uh, start going through and grabbing some of my older stuff out that you can't find on Did DVD. Be huh? able to grab that from one of the elementary schools in Jamestown? <laughs> no, no. This was uh, procured uh, through a junk store. It's a fine VHS slash DVD player. I don't know if you found like an archaeological dig or something. No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. No. Fossilized and everything. No. But uh, just going down through here, uh, wow, the replacements. I did. Is that the Keanu? That's the Keanu Reeves movie. Yep. It's crazy. They got so much stuff on here. Uh, I mean, if you're a Disney fan or a Marvel fan or a Star Wars fan and you haven't signed up for this, uh, you really should. I think you should. I have. It's uh, Man, it's got some good content on here. We promise Jason's not working for Disney. I'm not. Well... I would if they would hire me. I I truly am a big Disney freak, but uh, I don't know. I just go down through here looking, and it's just so much good stuff. So, but anyway, I just wanted to bring to uh, attention to those '70s ones that are on here because if you've never watched any of the Disney shows that come out from the '70s, those live action movies and stuff like that, uh, you need to check them out because they are off the wall. Some of them are just so out there. Uh, but that's it for news this week, Clay. Like I said, it's kind of a kind of a slow week. But that's all right. We're about to get into 
holiday movie season. Um, I'm expecting a Star Wars trailer to drop before too long. And Oh, it's been rumored it's going to be Monday Night Football this Monday. Oh, really? I hadn't heard yet. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. I mean, all the other ones were dropped during Monday Night Football. So. And supposedly tickets will be going on sale next uh, Monday as well. Yeah, we're going to have to be so. ready. Uh, I haven't looked yet to see what kind of uh, marathons and stuff like that. We're going to have to get all of us together and decide exactly... I've got vacation time this. saved up, so I'm down for whatever, man. So I'll be off work. Uh, if my wife, uh, wife permitting, I will be there for whatever we decide to do. So we'll see. Uh, but let's get on into our main event this week, uh, which is sci-fi horror films. Uh, this has always been a favorite of mine. Uh, taking sci-fi, which is one of my favorite genres, and mixing it with the horror. Um, so we need to ask this question, first of all, what constitutes a science fiction horror movie, though? Like, for instance, I was thinking, would you consider 2001 A Space Odyssey? No. That's straight sci-fi. Science straight sci-fi. It's straight for, sci-fi. To me, but I mean, that's, to me, that's my own personal opinion on it. Uh, I mean, robot I, goes deranged, people die. Right, right. But, I mean, it's not scary per se you know what I'm saying uh, as always the first one that comes to mind when I think of a sci-fi horror movie it's Alien I mean that's you know the definition for me of it oh yeah uh, that's that, that. And, I'd, and I'd say it's sequel Aliens is still up there too I mean it's more yeah, action I think, of course yeah. but it's still yeah it is too um, when I was looking for just some reference uh, you know, to kind of jog my memory and these, uh, you know, these lists I sent to you, when you look at them, like especially that top 100 one, a lot of those I don't consider horror movies. I consider them more of a straight sci-fi, you know, type of thing. Uh, but uh, it's I, pretty amazing to think about, though, with Alien and, and Aliens, it's, it, the sequel is... That is one of the few franchises that had that good one-two punch. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, there's Alien, Aliens. Um, Alien 3. Uh, well, eh, we don't know. Eh, Alien 3 is eh, whatever. Well, what I'm getting at, though, is that you have Godfather, Godfather 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you talking about the sequel? I got you. Well, it's just it, yeah. but the thing is, the third movie and most of those really were just terrible. Mm-hmm. And Godfather 3, no one, ugh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, dude. What? It just wow. Two great directors, and they just both knock it out of the park. I mean, just the atmosphere in the first Alien is just God, uh, so well. You know, every list, and like I said, I was just looking at these lists just to kind of uh, jog my memory on some of these different ones, you know. But uh, you know, every list pretty much the number one when you're looking at this. Uh, Subgenre and horror, you know, it's a, Alien always comes up as number one, and uh, then Terminator. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, you know, the first one, sure. Do you think so? I don't really. I, I, that's another one that I look at as a for me. Again, this is just my own opinion. I don't really consider it a a scary movie. Um, I, I I look at it as more of a just straight science fiction type of movie. Uh, but yeah, it's on. It it was up here on. I think in both these lists, pretty high. Uh, 
Um, but I can see how some people. I'm assuming you can. Do you consider it a sci-fi horror movie? I'd say Terminator t- or Terminator One. I could and say. I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're all right. Go ahead. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. For the first one, the second one, I mean, that was pure just that's action, total action. Yeah. And I guess we could also argue that about Aliens as well. I mean, that was pure action as well. But I guess the scary thing to me is that you have multiple xenomorphs, you know, yeah. multiple aliens well, going around, and it's just creepy and scary. And there's there's some uh, legitimate. Not now. I've seen it so many times that the, you know it's not. But there's some <laughs> legitimate jump scares in there and stuff like that too. So, but you know, and it's it, it's still got that gore factor, not as high. Of course, now Alien wasn't really that gory. I mean, it had some pretty good stuff uh, in just, there. But you know, the just chest, John Hurt, just John Hurt, you know, the chest burster part, yeah. and uh, <laughs> well, now you know, if you watch that director's cut, um, kill me, yeah, yeah, but uh, it was more of a straight scare. But man. We can sit here and talk about Alien and and Aliens all night. Both those are just incredible movies. Uh, a lot of them have. Uh, uh, have you ever seen the seventies uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland in it? Yes, man, that's such it's a good movie. So God good. <laughs> like, and that you know that ending uh, is yep. one of the one of the best. I remember watching it as a kid, and you know, they come out and they see Donald Sutherland, or he does, she does, and it's like, then he just starts doing that yell thing, you know, yeah. and you're just like, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, that's it? And I was like, oh, it's so good, that's a good movie. Uh, of course, we're, we've not talked about uh, Event Horizon yet. <laughs> Well, that's what I was going to lead up mm-hmm. to. That is probably one of the best ever. It's so bad, so, it's good, it's good, it's bad. I mean, there's so much to it. I mean, the first thing about Event Horizon, it was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That was what, his first film that he directed? No, it's not his first, but... Um, Definitely not not known as a great director, we'll say that. Well, but he did the... Event Horizon. He did, he did the Resident Evil, Evil which yeah. I was going to get on that too. That's technically horror, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you put those but, in there, yeah. But Event Horizon though is so messed up. Yes. It's it borrows from all kinds of different movies though. Uh, whether it's it, the feel of aliens, it has like the the ship itself has like a steampunk feel mm-hmm. to it. It borrows from 2001: Space Odyssey. Um, that scene though, where they find the video of what happened, oh my gosh, yeah, and there are people getting their eyes ripped open. Mm-hmm. Were they having sex and all kinds of crazy yes, stuff? It was, um, dude, it's it's such a mind trip that one scene. Uh, I haven't watched it in a long time. I've always been a fan of it. I know that uh, it's a pretty divisive movie. Uh, or you're a fan of it too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of it in the like you were saying B movie way. It's uh, by by no means is it a you know award winning type of movie, but uh, it is so. Visually though, man, it, it oh, hits. Man. Yeah. It hits hard, man, yeah. with some really good just visuals. Yeah, and Sam, um, Sam Neill chews up the scenery in it too. It's uh, man when he pokes his eyes out on mm-hmm. stuff. He's, oh God, man, yeah. it yeah, they just opened up a portal to hell. Um. 
let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. What about Killer Clowns from Outer Space? You know, Do you think of it that way. Yeah, I mean, it is. It it, it is. Yeah, it's campy as all get out. I mean, pretty much. I'm not a big all fan of, of it. Up with it. I'm not a big fan of it. I know a lot of people like it. Uh, I never have cared for it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. It's probably one I need to go back and revisit. What about Stephen King's The Mist? I, I don't... When's the last time you watched it? Man, I love that movie, Hurt up front. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it doesn't it have quite the... It hits yeah, so good. It hits, but it doesn't hit as hard as it did that first what? time I watched it. No, I mean, Ugh. now... I've seen it, I don't know how many times, because it's uh, just a really good sh- movie, but, like, I watched it at the theater, and I think I was by myself, and I was just, like, the, the end of it just blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's something else. It, I, that's a really good movie. Uh, the, this one, I'm looking at, did you ever see Ex Machina? Never did. I think it's on uh, one of the streaming it services. It was on Netflix, Netflix, but I'm not sure. Um, I don't really think it's a horror movie. That's another one that I don't think should be, that I don't include in this. Uh, it's a good movie, but I don't think it should be on here. Uh, I'm just going down through this list of 15 first. Have it, that list of 100, man, it, it goes all over the place. Uh Got the Invisible Man on here, uh, the 1933, the original. One. Does it have Hollow Man on there? Uh, no. Uh, now like he, Kevin Bacon's penis. Uh, <laughs> well, that's all his movies, pretty much. Uh, uh, so, oh, well, wow. number nine on here is an interesting one. Have you ever Scanners? Did you ever watch Scanners? Uh, never did. Uh, that's a David Cronenberg one, and pretty much any movie he's done is on. One of these horror lists, man. He he's out there. Uh, it's good. It's uh, it's yeah. Like the tag says here, it's best known as the movie with the exploding head, which it is. Uh, <laughs> like there's just people's heads exploding all over the place. It's it's uh, crazy. What about uh, uh, Cloverfield? Yeah, it is. I think it is. Yeah. Well. Uh, I mean, kind of. There's a lot of mis- mystery to it. I mean, I don't know if I find it horrifying, but I mean, there were some very I would, messed up scenes in that. I'd put it as a. It it veers more into just straight sci-fi for me. I think. Man in suit. Man in suit. Uh, what about Reanimator? Gosh, that movie's so. Oh, good. definitely. Oh God, yeah. Uh, I remember the first. I. That's another one that I was scared to rent when I was a kid because the freaking box art used to scare the crap out of me uh that's a good movie I enjoyed it a lot uh what else we got Videodrome that's another David Cronenberg one it's pretty uh pretty out there ooh The Fly man I was looking at that one gosh if you've never watched The Fly and I believe that's Cronenberg too isn't it yeah. If you never watched The Fly, 1986, Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis, do yourself a favor and stop 
listening and go watch it now and then come back and finish because you don't get much better when it comes to a sci-fi horror movie than that. Uh, that movie used to scare me to death. And I, I remember the first time I watched it and he goes in that bar and arm wrestles that dude and breaks his uh, wrist and the bone pops out. To this day, it still it, it makes me gag almost. And man, that's a good movie. Uh, probably one of my favorites. It'd be it'd probably be my top five. Eh, probably my top five. The more I think about it, for sci for sci-fi horror movies, that is. You remember watching The Descent? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's been a long time since we watched I've watched theater, it. Didn't we? Uh, no, I no, uh-uh. I didn't. Uh, what about hey critters? Critters, critters, son, come on, man. I went back and <laughs> I went back recently and watched all four critters movies. Uh, I suggest that you just watch critters one. You didn't and watch two. the fifth one? Critters get a job. That was very no, no. Yeah. Actually, I think there, video. I think there is a fifth one now. But uh, the first two are great, and they're just a they they're conti- they they're one movie basically. Uh, that it, Critters Two picks up pretty much right after the first one ended, if I remember right. There may be a little bit of a time break in there, but uh, those first well, two are great. Go ahead. Oh yeah, they, no doubt. But I was going to mention that they got to mention uh, Tremors in too, right? I mean, you know, Tremors isn't on any of these lists. Uh. uh I don't know if it's horror, but man, that's a that's another classic right there. Uh, I I used to watch it all the time. I had recorded it off of a TV at some point or another, and just I would switch back and forth from it to the Goonies, just like they were the back. same when they never brought back Rita McIntyre. No, well, you know, I I've never seen any past the first one. So, although aren't they supposed to be doing that? Um, series with Kevin Bacon? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they probably are fearful he's going to show his penis again. Well, uh, we've talked way too much about Kevin Bacon and his penis. So we're going to abstain. It's hard when it's it's everywhere. So, we haven't talked about this one yet. It was my recommendation last week. uh, The Thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The more I think about it, uh, it could almost, it could almost be my number one. Uh, man, that movie, I'm still uh, just, it's so good. Uh, when I watched it last week, I wanted to turn around and watch it again. Uh, and like you, like we were talking about with the ending and stuff, and just like uh, the practical effects in it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, Slither. You watch Slither? Slither is James Gunn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a loose uh, remake, or I don't know if you really call it a remake, but anyway, based on Night of the Creeps uh, from the 1985, I believe. Uh, Slither's a great movie, and if you've never seen Night of the Creeps, I suggest you watch it too. Uh, man, did you ever, have you ever seen Night of the Creeps? I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, man. I didn't know Slither was actually based off another movie. Well, yes. I mean, I I could be wrong, but, I mean, 
the the little slug things. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same thing in both movies. So, and it being James Gunn, it's a funny movie too. Yeah. But it's man, there's some very horrific stuff. In that yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen in a long time. When I saw it on the list, I wanted to go back and watch it again because it's been so long since I've seen it. But uh, it's good. And like I said, not of the creeps. Uh, I'm, I was wrong. It was 1986 instead of 85. I feel like I'm a failure now. But uh, I was trying to look and see if it. had uh if it talked about it i guess not but uh both of them have slugs uh there's some great uh some great exploding heads and slugs coming out of them in uh not of the creeps uh you're an exploding heads today uh, well yeah but it it centers around of course like most of those 80s flicks uh, teenagers and I think prom night is in, in is part of it and all that stuff. So, see, like this uh, list of a hundred, like it's got a bunch of Godzilla movies and stuff in it. Uh, I'm looking at Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, none of that. Those aren't scary or sci-fi. So, uh, did you ever see Phantasm? Uh, I think the original, long time ago, yeah, as a kid. from '79. I've seen them, but it's been so long ago. I, I guess that's where we'd put Hellraiser then, right? <sighs> Sci-fi horror. You know, we talked about, we, well, we talked about that a little bit because those first two aren't really science fiction, especially the first one. Uh, but they're scary as all get out and gross. I remember that first one, like that dude that walks around skinned, had been skinned, and he just walks around all the time. Uh, but, you know, after that, like, they end up in space and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, yes. Uh, Pinhead in space. <laughs> it's, um, um, I don't know. I'm looking here. A lot of these just, for me, aren't science fiction. Uh, pitch Black. I don't really think it's that horrific uh, or anything. The but first one, yeah, man. The first one, yeah. After that, no. First, the, after that, it's, you know, I think it's Chronicles is actually fiction. a really good corny science fiction movie. Yeah. Um, the first one, though, was more sci-fi horror, though, just because of what was out in the, in the darkness that they were having to run from. So. Yeah. Now, here's a good one. Night of the Comet. It came out in 84. Uh, Comet passes over and turns uh, most everybody into zombies. It's, uh, Isn't that usually how it happens? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's straight up 80s stuff. Uh, it's really good. Uh, there's Slither. I'm going to click on that and see if it tells me. Uh, like 28 weeks later and 28 days later, uh, I, I don't really consider them sci-fi. Uh, they're good. Well, yeah, I haven't seen 28 weeks later in a long time. Uh I always like 28 Days Later, though. Uh, I did not know that Elizabeth Banks was in Slither. I'd forgotten about oh, that. Yeah. I'd forgotten all about that. Uh, no, it does not tell me anything, so I don't know. What about The Ring? I mean, you have to call somebody, so I, I don't... I think it's more... We have to watch a VHS tape. Is this what we're going to consider? What is or what is not science fiction? Yeah. Can you hold for, a VHS tape? 
For me, though, I mean, we're going back to that. I just think that, like, to be sci-fi horror, you need some... You don't have to have gore. I don't think horror movies have to have gore in them or anything like that, but you need some real scares. Yeah, horror movies don't necessarily have to be gore at all. Mm -hmm. I mean... There's all kinds of different types oh, yeah. of horror out there, whether it's it's tense or just, mm -hmm. just the visual stuff, whatever. But uh, do you ever watch Midnight Meat Train? Uh, no, I've always meant to. I've heard lots of good stuff about it, but I never did watch it. I would probably consider that science fiction horror. It's just that it, it takes a left turn. Like, there's this dude that's killing people on a train. Uh, it's got, uh, what's his name? Sorry. Um, Benny Jones and uh, who's the other guy in it? I can't remember who the... Benny Jones <laughs> is is the killer, and I'm trying to remember right. who the other guy is, but I can't right now. So, but uh, yeah, I've heard lots of good stuff about it. Oh, it's Bradley Cooper. I'm sorry. Yes, I that's right. Yes. Well, I guess... <laughs> So the big thing towards the end, pretty much, of this movie is that the killer is is doing this for a purpose. He's trying to feed the reptile people that live underneath <laughs> the streets of the city. And you're like, what? But this is why I'm going to call it sci-fi horror because yes, it's got reptile <laughs> reptile people. people. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. And so Bradley Cooper, like the dude kidnaps Bradley Cooper's wife. Bradley Cooper becomes obsessed with the dude and stuff like that. They end up ripping her heart out in front of in front of Bradley. They kill the killer, and then Bradley Cooper ends up becoming the killer just to appease the lizard people. And of then course, I'm going to look at course. it. Of course, this is a story by who else but Clive Barker. That it makes, makes so much sense. Yeah, that that clears up a lot. Just that part. Well, uh, when I worked at the theater, I'd always see the trailer in the lobby for Midnight Meat Train. And never, we never got the movie. And then I finally mm -hmm. sat down and watched it, like uh, on some kind of streaming service. And I was like, okay, th it was very moody at first. And he's like, okay, this this is actually pretty cool. So I, I need to watch this now because I didn't know it had re reptile people in it. <laughs> it had the lizard people, my friend. And you're like, what? <laughs> like this came out of nowhere. And that's what I love about those types of movies. But yeah, that's definitely sci-fi horror. Yeah, um, yeah. If you have reptile people or anything like that. Crab people, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's one for you. Predator. Yeah. The first yeah. one, sure. Yeah. Oh, I think the second one, too. I mean, it's not as good, but uh, it's still... It, I think both those are. Uh, by the way, did you ever watch the new one from Shane Black? I watched bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I like, don't. I was so disappointed because I'm a big Shane Black fan, and that movie was a turd. I don't know how people keep messing up these franchises. Like, I wish Ridley Scott would get off this dumb crap about the history of the Xenomorphs. No one cares. Made a underwhelming Alien sequel. Stop it. Prometheus is all right. Prometheus is all right. I think both of them are okay, but, like, you know, they've become more about uh, Michael Fassbender's character whose name I've already forgotten now. Which he, he, he kills it. He, he, he does a great job in it, but... Right. I don't care about this. I want to see alien infestation on Earth. Like yes. I will, you know, as a kid, I read those books. So listen, I uh, want my I want my colonial marines, and I want some aliens, 
Well, they were talking about Neil Blomkamp was supposed to do like oh my goodness doing and doing an alien movie yes. based right off after Alien Two. Yes. How and good did that stuff look that they were talking about on there? Mm. Yeah. Man, that would have been awesome. And we only have Sigourney Weaver so much longer on this earth. Like, mm-hmm. take advantage of her awesomeness. And yeah, then after that, then you have to worry about Alien Three. Which, okay, Alien 3 is not that bad, but I remember watching it as a kid, being so excited after watching mm-hmm. Aliens, and being so disappointed. I was like, wait a minute, what? You killed Hicks? You killed Newt? Like, you remember uh, Remember when we when I got that... Uh, quadrilogy? The, first, the quadrilogy, the first time that they had released them all, or we all four all of them. all four of them, back to back to back. And there was, uh, it had all the different versions of Alien 3 on there, including that, like, was there a work print version on there too? I believe it was uh, instead of the dog, it was a cow, like a cow. Yeah, it was, but it completely changed the movie. And you know, and then you had to watch four, and four is gosh, it's so bad. There's nothing redeeming about four. I like the human alien hybrid. I thought it was weird and stuff, mama, whatever. But yeah, yeah as a whole, the movie yeah. is terrible. Like, stop trying to bring Ripley back. She's dead. Yeah, unless you start. From after Alien Two to go from there. I liked I liked what they wanted to do with three. Uh, you know, get back to one alien and uh, make it a little more scary, not just you know actiony the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I mean the prisoners they don't have any yeah. weapons. But how are they gonna you know fight off this one alien? But I I really think the studio stepped in and. Uh, you know, when they took that basically out of Fincher's hands and just... Yeah, thanks, Fox. Yeah. So I, I'm interested to see what happens with the franchise now. It has actually turned into an alien podcast. So, so just well, don't worry about anything else we've talked about today. We're just going to... Well, I mean, I can, talk, I can talk about Predator. The first Predator is an amazing movie, and I can watch it all the time. Uh I just don't think the second one's that bad. I don't either. I think it catches a lot of flack because it was, you know, so different from the first one. And you didn't have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, man, that first one, I watched it at the theater, and gosh, when uh, uh, Jesse Ventura's character buys it, you know, or actually, that one was pretty tough. But I remember when, um, ah, what's his name, The, the, the dude that, uh, always sh- was always shaving his head with a knife. Uh, that was his best friend. Oh God, I can't remember. But you know who? You know, but anyway, the predator puts it, puts his uh, his little uh, tri beam on him, and then his head just explodes. Oh, man, <laughs> so good. Or when Carl Weathers is like, like standing there with one arm shot off, and he's got that Uzi, and then he comes up and knifes him, and all that stuff. That's a, those are that's a fine movie. But, you know, it's hard, though, going back to Alien and Aliens. You can't really talk about this genre without those two movies. I mean, I don't know if you'd have the genre, genre really, without Alien. You know what I'm saying? I I'm trying to think. I mean, there's some, some, on, some stuff on this list that was before that, obviously. But, like... The first one on here, they've got Bride of Frankenstein at four and Frankenstein at six. I don't. Oh, the old Universal movies. Yeah, watching those. Those yeah. are actually pretty good. They're great movies. I love those old Universal monster movies, but 
I don't really, I, I mean, I guess they're sci-fi, but like, you know, I don't think they're, I, I, they just don't fall under the same category for, I don't know, I guess I look at those. Those are as, considered horror movies. I, they are. A horror movie? I think, no, they are, but I, I, I when I think of those, I think of classic horror movies. You know what I'm saying? I mean, those those old Universal ones are uh, kind of in a genre a, a genre of their own, really. I mean, an old, their own subset. But uh, you know, I mean, like you, you, of course, you had in, the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I'm looking at right now from '56. But uh, maybe I'm thinking modern, of a, like the modern sci-fi horror because uh, yeah you had the blob from 56 which is uh, I tried to watch it not too long ago and it's just not that good which is disappointing because uh, it's got Steve McQueen in it but uh, I don't know I mean I think that's what everybody lo- Alien is I think is what everybody looks at when they think of sci-fi horror and you don't get you really don't get much better than that movie from start to finish uh you can't go wrong with it. Uh, I'm going down through here. What else is on that list? I'm just very uh, curious. I mean, I, I glanced all kinds. Of, I mean, list. it's uh, there's a hundred of them. So, uh, Annihilation from with Natalie Portman's on here at 35. Uh, that's a good movie. A lot of people don't like it, but uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I wish it hadn't tanked at the theater because I would like to have uh, seen the sequel to it. It's based on three different books, and it was, uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, they got I Am Legend on here. Uh, they ruined a uh, great book when they made that with Will Smith. Well, the ending ruined it. It's just not that good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the Universal stuff's on here. Uh, a lot, Like I said, a lot of the Godzilla stuff's on here. Uh, I can see the sci-fi part, but I can't... I, I, any of those uh, Showa era Godzilla movies aren't scary. They're some good, pure sci-fi, but they're not scary. Well, you have to think maybe at the time when these came out, though. I, I mean, guess. I mean, they got Prometheus at 47. What did you think? Like, Charlie Chaplin was not a bunch of, like, man-in-suit films, you know? I mean, <laughs> this is really just something first for a lot of people during that time. Yeah. I mean... It's oh crap! It's some big dude coming, some big monster coming out of the ocean, stuff like that. Uh, they do have one of my favorite animes uh, up at fifty-seven, uh, Vampire Hunter D. Uh, did you ever watch that? Did we ever watch that? Uh, nope, never did. Man, that's one from the eighties, and we need to watch. I need to watch, or you need to watch it. I need when we get together sometime. We need to watch that because uh, it's a freaking great movie. It's from eighty-five, actually. Uh, it's a, it's really good. It's from 80, 1985, really? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Uh, let's see. Looking down through here. I have read a lot about this Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Uh, it's supposed to be pretty out there. Now, it's Japanese, so, you know, that Japanese... Some of that Japanese horror stuff is, like, really out there. You know, The Ring was based on Ring U, and, you know, The Grudge was another one that was, uh, uh, they, there's some crazy, some of that stuff is just crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Predator 2 comes in at 68. 
uh, the the faculty from uh, gosh, it's 1998 when that come out. Uh, faculty from Robert Rodriguez. That's a that's a good little movie. Uh, I can see why they consider it sci-fi horror. It's uh, fun. Resident Evil comes in at 75. That was Paul W.S. Anderson. I don't know if we said that or not. Uh, you and I are we have uh, we uh, dove into those movies quite a bit. The Resident Evil ones. Yeah, they're uh, so terrible that so they're just fun to watch. I was so disappointed by the first Resident Evil, though. I mean, yeah, I want to say I liked it, but I didn't like. I don't know. I have mixed, very mixed feelings about it. Just because it didn't really keep close to the actual game, yeah. but at the same time, I realized the game's story is kind of well. Well, you know, when you think it about work. it, when you, when you think about it, Resident Evil Two was it Two that had Nemesis in it? Yes, it yes. was the third one. Resident Evil. No, I'm saying third. the movie. Resident Evil Two. Oh, yes, had Nemesis, and that's when they tried to go more video gamey, and man, that was a it was bad. Uh, probably the best one, I think, in that whole series was probably the first one. The last one, because it was over with? Uh, you know, we, I just remember us watching it at the theater, and just... Remember that last one we watched at the theater where Wesker come back, and we had no clue what was going on by the time it was all said and done? <laughs> We both walked out of there like, what What did we just watch? That's the way it Actually, is. I wonder if a good writer could do something with the video game story because well, those, those first three games were very good. Well, they're making it again, so uh, we'll find out. I mean, Paul W.S. Anderson is making another no, movie? No, they're, they're rebooting it again. So Or making it into a TV show. I'd that, gladly watch that. That'd be good. Uh, that's a zombie. That's a zombie TV show. That I actually support. Oh, here we go. Here's one of my favorites. At number eighty-six from nineteen eighty-six, Maximum Overdrive. Jay, How do I not remember that off the top of my head? That, that could what be a freaky movie. That movie scared the crap of me. Man, it? that truck with the, the green goblin, green goblin on the front of it. Gosh, it used yeah. to give me freaking creeps. Uh, yay, yay, yay. And like at the beginning when the when they're at the the ba- baseball game, the kid goes to get a, a, a soda pop and gets oh. absolutely killed. Oh man, Emilio, definitely Emilio Emilio Estevez's best movie by far. That and the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah, this is better than that. Blind uh, Bride of the Reanimator at ninety. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Uh, We're about to finish up here. I just kind of going down through last this list up. Uh, Predators at 96. Uh, Daybra- Did you ever see Daybreakers at 97? Mm-mm. Uh, that's a good movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Chopping Mall at 99. Now, that's a fine science fiction horror movie. Never watched it. Yeah. A bunch of security droids in a mall go crazy and start killing people. It's from 1986. So, you can just imagine what kind of uh, uh, security. Craziness. Yeah. And then at 100, they have Alien Resurrection. Ugh. So, no. That's it. Uh, you, just after going through all this stuff, I would... I think I can give you my top five. Uh, and we've talked about them a bunch, but it'd be... Uh, I'm going to go back and forth. I'm going to go Alien at number one. The Thing, 
John Carpenter's a thing at number two. Aliens at number three. Predator at number four. And then my f uh, five is a... Mm. Okay, I'll give you my top four. I'm not sure what my fifth one would be. Uh, the fly. The fly. I ain't going to worry about it. I mean, I like pretty much anything, man. So you know, mean, my favorite, obviously, is going to be Alien. So. We didn't even talk about Cabin in the Woods. I just saw it on her. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you remember because the cabin turns out to be... It. Oh, sorry. I'm getting mixed yeah. up with Cabin Fever. You're I'm sorry. Cabin yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, cabin in the Woods was a nice little uh, bait-and-switch type of movie almost. Uh, really gory, too. Uh, that's another one I need to go back and watch. I haven't seen it in a long time. So that's about it, I think, for that. Clay, anything you want to add or that we didn't talk about? Ah, man. It's always fun to talk about stuff like this. So Yeah. I'm not real sure what we'll talk about next week. Uh, if anybody has any suggestions, you know, send us an email. Uh, Clay, I'm open for any suggestions. Uh, I'll sit down and look. Uh, yeah, we'll figure I'll something out. Something. There's yeah, always all kinds of little subgenres. I'll see you Friday, about. man. By the time I see you Friday, I'll probably have an idea. So no, no you won't. No, you won't. You'll forget. I won't see you Friday? Uh, no, I'm saying you'll just forget before you get here. You like, oh, no, man. I won't. I'll so, figure it out. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you have anything you want to add to the conversation on sci-fi horror or what to correct us on or tell us that we don't know what we're talking about, uh, feel free, like I said, to send us an email. Let us know what you think. Uh, from there, Clay, let's uh, dive into some emails. We've got about three of them this week. What? Yeah. Okay. Three emails. Um, first one this week is coming from uh, Glenn. Uh, he says, Howdy. As your analysis revealed last week, Transformers the movie is indeed a Thrasher movie. So my email about it was not nearly as off topic as it seemed. <laughs> That's true. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> uh, he also says Doctor Doom was also my first thought in regard to my email on, yes, a, sir. on a standalone bad guy movie. I think we we're all in agreement on that one. Uh, if done right, that would be pretty amazing. Uh, Magneto could be a good subject also, but he is so tied to Dr. Xavier, it seems they already messed that up. I, I still think if done right, you could get a good Magneto uh, movie. How are you going to explain him being, what, 80, 90 years old? Well, you, you can't. Eh, I mean, okay, so you... Well, okay, never mind. You're not going to tie it, never mind. I mean, right. you could do something. Yeah, I think you'd be interested. I mean, I don't know what you really tied to because you know his origin's so tied to the Holocaust and World War Two and everything that I don't know I mean or you could just say that he got abducted by an alien and turned into a baby and then was regrown or then come back eventually got de-aged and then he was re-aged and so you know there you go I mean, and Moyer tried Moyer McTaggart tried to change his DNA a little bit so he wouldn't be such a mean guy I mean yeah, yeah so, I guess you but, do that. You know, and then finally he says, as for new material, do you guys have a take on Mariota or Tannehill? Uh, we, <laughs> a sports question. 
Uh, this refers to the Titans uh, QB situation right now. Uh, what do you think, Clay? I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what's what going to happen. So, is uh, Actually, uh, this year I decided to do something completely different, and I started out cheering for the uh, Browns as I'm my sorry. favorite team. I'm sorry. And so, well, they, they got beat, but then I told my friends, I was like, I was actually rooting for the real Browns, which were the Baltimore Ravens, because they were the former Browns. <laughs> and they won. And so I was like, you know, whoever beats my favorite team becomes my new favorite team. So my favorite team has been the Kansas City Chiefs for a while, and now it's actually the Houston Texans since they beat the Chiefs. Wow. So whoever beats the Texans will become my new favorite team. And yes, it's a bandwagon thing, and I hate bandwagging, but uh, I'm just doing this for fun. So uh, Whatever. Well... I don't know. Uh, I it's so hard to find a franchise quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Also, though, I really do feel bad for Mariota because I mean he's had how many offensive uh, or offensive luck or offensive line? Excuse me, just uh, offensive, offensive coordinators. Yeah, head head offensive coordinator. I, don't know why I can't say that. And how many head coaches has he went through? He's went through what two, uh, two or three? Three. This is his third one, right? I think. Yeah. I mean, they can't find a system for him where he can thrive. Maybe he's just not cut out. I mean, that happens too. But uh, as you can see, though, it's really hard to find just a so is know, just a good franchise quarterback. Is Tannehill starting this week? I haven't paid yeah. attention. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's the right move. Uh, I was never big on him in Miami. Uh, but in all honesty, uh, I try to watch the Titans, but I don't watch as much NFL as I used to. Not nearly as much, really. Uh, so I'm probably not the best. Uh, I don't know. You can see flashes of, uh, I wouldn't say greatness, but flashes of uh, goodness, I guess, in Mariota at times. But then you also see bad. So um, I don't know. Personally, I guess I'm sick with Mariota. But, again, I'm probably not the best to go to on this one. I mean, yeah. It doesn't really matter because Tom Brady is going to be playing in the football league for the next 15 years. Well, listen. And I, they're just going to win more Super Bowls. So. Yeah, which is why I watch NASCAR races. And I, I'm going to plug it again because I come back from camping on Sunday and I had recorded the race, which was at Talladega, the biggest and fastest track on the schedule. And... Um, you talk about a it was probably the best race I've seen this year uh, there was uh, wrecks left and right uh, a car literally flipped in the air and then landed on its tires and yeah, yeah man and three people man, died no, yeah, I love death no deaths but yeah. I'm telling yeah. you dude it, it, it's been a heck of a season so uh, got that going and then I sat down that clay and turned on some hockey while I was working on a pumpkin for my daughter. Uh, I, for one, am very excited about the fact that the Fighting Walgreens are going to the World Series and that they swept the most terrible baseball team of all I, baseball. Uh, yes, I, I thought of you every time they won a game and how excited and happy and jubilant you would be for that. Of course. Uh, uh, let's see. I think the Yankees and the Astros got rained out tonight. Yeah, yeah, they did. So, while we're on sports, who you got in the World Series? You, you got Nationals. Who's going to? Who are they playing? 
probably Astros. You take the Astros. Yeah, and I think the Astros break their hearts. They're just a very complete team. Then again, right. baseball, anything can happen, but I just right. feel like... Well, I mean, the Nationals made it, so, you know, yeah. if that tells you anything. But uh, And now the Seattle Mariners are the only team in baseball that have yet to go to the World Series. Uh, so if you know a Mariners fan, give them a hug. I used, to be, I used to be one when King Griffey Jr. was there uh, back in the day, but I, I don't watch much baseball anymore, so I will not comment one way or another on it because I have no clue. I couldn't tell you a player on any of the teams. I just don't watch much sports anymore. I can tell you some race NASCAR drivers, but we're not going to go back into that. Heck yeah, Cole so, Tr- Dick Trickle, whatever his name was, Cole Trickle. Cole Trickle. Cole Trickle in Days of Thunder, uh, Dick Trickle was a NASCAR driver, but that's uh, neither here or there, so they get mixed know, up all the time. Uh, so Thanks, there Glenn. you go. Thanks, Glenn. Uh, I'm going Mariota. Uh, Clay, do you have a preference in who they're starting? Just the sweet embrace of death. <laughs> it's <laughs> coming. Yeah, it's coming. Don't worry. Uh, moving on from there, uh, we have one from a uh, Mr. Josh Powell. Uh, the subject is random. So, uh, let's see. He says, name a book that you loved that had a movie version you didn't. Uh, I got one and it popped in my head as soon as I read it. So, have you got one? I don't honestly think I do. Uh, mine's the, Hob- I mine's the Hobbit. Uh, that's a freaking terrible movie. Uh, all three of them. I, I well, I mean, I guess you could say his. Oh, go. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say his Dark Materials. I mean, that, they turned that to the Golden Compass. And they yeah. Made such a crappy movie, but yeah. the TV show is coming out on HBO uh, from the BBC that they did. Hey, so. Watchmen's this weekend. Didn't even realize it was here, but mm-hmm. it's time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I guess I could say Watchmen too. I mean, I read that. Yeah. Not a book, the graphic novel, but I mean, so, still. no, it's a book. But mine's mine's The Hobbit. Uh, Watchmen would be up there too. I was trying to think if there's anything else, but I, I can't really think of anything. I just, you know, The Hobbit, uh, it just got worse as it went. It should have never been three movies in the first place. Uh, I know, gosh. You know, it just kept on getting drug out longer and longer, and I don't think I've ever watched them again after the first time I watched them. Whereas, you know, with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched it. So, uh, but anyway, moving on from there, he says, uh, "What's your favorite Stanley Kubrick film and why?" Two thousand one: Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It's just such a good movie. I mean, I know there's only like thirty minutes of dialogue in a two-hour movie, but the movie's just well done. Yeah, it's perfect. Really good. Uh. Mm. Mine would be that. I think I, I think I'm with you, but I don't know. I I really like The Shining a lot. I thought you were going to say Eyes Wide Shut. No, no, never did care that's for that. Bad. That's not a bad movie. Dude. Go back and watch it. It's really good. I haven't seen it in a long time, but um, it's just uh, I don't know. I, for me, I always fall back to like you said, 2001 or. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, full, man, full Metal Jacket was a... Man, it's... Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. 
see. It's tough. Doctor Chivago, Doctor Strangelove, Doctor Strangelove. Why did I say Doctor Chivago? That I think that is one of his, and then that's where they were in the. I'll have to look that up very quickly. Yeah, the Space Odyssey, though, man, so good. Ugh, I love it. Mm, I forgot he did Spartacus. I think I'm one of. Yeah, I'll go with 2001 as well. Uh, I could probably make an argument for The Shining or even Doctor Strangelove, but or gosh, man, those those are some good movies. I'm sorry, I was incorrect. Doctor Vago was was directed by David Lean. That's all right. I don't know why I thought that. I got mixed up with something else. Uh, yeah, what do you think about the sequel to the The Shining that's coming out in theaters, Doctor Sleep? Uh, yeah. It looks good. That preview uh, looks really interesting. It's supposed to be long as all get out. Uh, I'm, I think I heard like three hours or something. Dang. Yeah, but it looks good. Uh, I need to go back and watch The Shining. I don't need to, but really what I need to do is read the book. Uh, I've never read that book and. I would like to at some point. So, but we'll see. And then, uh, lastly, he says, why do you constantly talk about Sam Raimi? And <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, You know, Clay, I didn't realize that we talked about Sam Raimi that much. But... Uh, I'm trying to take over Alan Tudyk as the most discussed uh, celebrity. Well, I'm afraid... Well, I'm afraid they're going to think that I have a man crush on him instead of uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Is, uh, you know, utter nonsense. But, Preposterous. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, he did do Evil Dead 1 and 2 and Army of Darkness and Spider-Man movies. Shop smart. Shop as smart. And that, that Disney Oz movie. So, I don't know, Josh, uh, I guess we're just liking a lot. <laughs> Why do you guys keep talking about that, Tupac? <laughs> you know, I mean, Brandon, you know, he brought it up. I mean, I, I can think of at least one time we mentioned Sam Raimi on here. I can't wait for him to be the correspondent on that Google Stadia stuff. So. Yeah. So, But speaking of Brandon, uh, he sent in a, a nice little email. Uh, the longest-running horror movie franchise of all time. Is the subject. Jason and Clayton. I found this list of longest running horror movies. You have touched on some of these, but you, uh, but some you have not talked about yet. Let me know what you think of them. P.S. Clay, cereal is not soup. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. So let me pull this list up. Um, it's got some pretty good movies in here. Some, like you said, we have talked about. Uh, Pretty interesting. Some of these I didn't realize had that many movies with them. I'll just go down through here and we'll uh, see what we got. So at number seventeen is Paranormal Activity. Oh, it has great. it has uh, spawned six movies with a seventh currently in development or in the works. Saw is definitely going to be up there, isn't it? So is The Conjuring. Uh, I watched the first Paranormal Activity. It was good. I hated. It was, it was terrifying. I hated the ending of it, and I never wanted. I never watched another one after that. So, 
Uh, I didn't realize there was eight movies. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> at number 16 is Wrong Turn. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't you remember that one with Eliza Dushka? Uh, where yeah. she where she uh, runs into like the inbred hick family or whatever. Wrong turn ten. Uh, Another wrong see. turn. It's had six. There's been six wrong turn movies, and they're uh, they have a reboot set for release in 2020. Stop <laughs> it! God. Six Stop wrong it. turn die. movies. Oh my! Die. I want to know who watches these. If anybody out there that listens watches the wrong turn movies, please send us an email and let us know why. And I'm not even, I just want to know why. Just, uh, That's what the doctor has to say about that. Uh, next up is The Conjuring Universe. Um, there's been, let's see what it said. I, you can't even keep up with it. There's the main trilogy, the third one's coming out in September of next year. The Annabelle series and then the Nun series. Uh, let's see, seven films. God. And counting. Uh, I do not care for the uh, Annabelle films. Uh, I watched The Nun and I did not care for it that much. I will say that the main Conjuring movies, uh, the two Conjuring ones, uh, I absolutely love them. Uh, I don't know if it's just the the actors they have in it playing Ed and Lorraine Newman, uh, Patrick Wilson, and uh, Sofia Vergara, but uh, man, I love those for the, the main movies. The other ones just don't do nothing for me. Uh, let's see. At 14 is Alien. It's up to eight movies, and I guess and that includes Alien versus Predator ones. Mm, gotcha. So... Uh, Got that. Child's playing Chucky. Uh, there have been eight of those so far. I don't know if that includes that latest one uh, with Mark Hamill playing Chucky. Uh, here's an interesting one The Howling has eight movies. Did you ever see any of the Howling movies? No. Yeah, I, I recommend the first two. They're really good movies, but uh, beyond that, I've not seen the other six. Oh, I've seen some of the other ones, but the first two are, are really fun movies. The rest of them, not so much. Uh, obviously, they're werewolf movies. Uh, Leprechaun comes in with good like, god with eight thirty eight eight movies. Land Before Time is going to be number one, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has eight movies uh, in it so far. Uh, course the original is awesome and if you've never seen the sequel with Dennis Hopper and his chainsaw gun belt go check it out it's freaking great uh, always did like that uh, one we were talking about the other day the the uh, one with Jessica Biel in it mm-hmm. it was just Texas Chainsaw Massacre but uh, I always thought it was good uh, Saw comes in at 9 it's nine movies with a reboot. Yeah, dude, Land Four Time number one, man. Ain't nobody got more with a reboot, more movies than Land Four Time. There's a reboot coming out in 2020 with Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. By the way, oh God. <clears throat> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street has nine in it. Uh, here's an interesting one: Children of the Corn. It's how many movies? Live Dragon. 
A lot of direct video on this one, I'm sure. Uh, 17. Nine. <laughs> Nine <laughs> Children God. of the Corn movies. I've seen the first one, and that's it. And it used to freak it used to freak me out as a child, you know. At nine, though, you would think people would just get on to the fact that these kids are just assholes, you know. <laughs> Stop, go away, man. I'm gonna have to go forget beep, man. Gosh, you have to beat that out. Yeah, gosh, thanks, Clay. First one, using, first one come out, some. first one come out in 1984. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, number six is Hellraiser. It has ten films. Jesus Christ. Ten Hellraiser films. I've seen two of them. One and two. Uh, the 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 Dead series, George A. You know George Romero's uh, Living Dead movies. Juice Box of the Dead. You know how many he's. You know how many he's done. Okay. Well, there's eleven of them, but that says here it includes. Uh, side sequels and stuff too so I wonder if they're including like Return of the Living Dead and that kind of stuff in there as well Hmm. Uh, but it's got 11 films Uh, number 4 is Halloween (laughs) it's up to 12 yep (laughs) Uh, Friday 13th is at uh, 12 right now Uh, I'm sure we'll get 13 eventually I mean if you're 12 in the movies Friday 13th you have to do the 13th one uh (laughs) Number two is Puppet Master, which Jesus, 13 films. Wow. <laughs> 13 films about killer puppets. Did you ever watch any of those? Oh, yeah. I, I watched like the first three or four. I used to love them. I haven't seen them in years. but uh, Actually, I know they did a reboot of it not too long ago. And number one, this surprised me. Number one is the, the Land Before Time. No, the Amityville no. Horror. Really? Guess how many movies have been made? Twenty-four. Twenty-three. What? Twenty-three movies. <laughs> and the only one that's good is the original one from '79. That is a freaky movie. God. Maybe that's what we'll talk about, Clay. Maybe we'll talk about. Uh, uh, the Land Before Time? Well, that's pretty freaky, too. Oh, yeah, man, all those dinosaurs getting killed and stuff, man. That's sad. Littlefoot? But, uh, maybe we'll talk about, like, Supernatural. Ones like that. Oh, know. man, we're going to talk about the extras then, aren't we? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll talk about it, but that might be a Uh-oh. good idea. But 23 movies. Thanks, Brendan, for uh, bringing that to our attention because I would have never realized there were 23 Amityville horror movies. So... <laughs> It's just crazy. 23. Uh, so uh, with that, that is it for emails. Uh, as always, please send us your emails at rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, we love answering these questions. Uh, you know, send them in. Do we? Do we, though? Well, you know, <laughs> the Sam Raimi thing is just kind of uh, kind of getting odd but I mean you know if you got Sam Raimi questions we'll answer them just send them in so uh, with that though it's time for our recommendations of the week Clay uh, as always uh, for this month we're sticking with horror movies uh, what you got for us 
I don't really have a recommendation. Well, you know what? Actually, watch Slither. I don't think a lot of people got to watch that. Um, I think a lot of it was like direct to video. I don't know. I've never been in a theater. It had a theatrical run, but it was uh, it, it it was pretty over pretty quick. It did not do that good at the theaters. Um, Anyways, give it a watch. It's just it's a fun movie. It's gross. It's funny. I agree. It's it's all kinds of messed up, yeah. but it is a, it's a fun movie. It's though. a good movie. Yeah. Excellent movie. Uh, for me, it's going to be like I said, it was going to be Sleepaway Camp, but we talked. We I went ahead and talked about it at the beginning. Uh, I I didn't realize it, but this week, uh, Rob Zombie's Three from Hell come out. Uh, I haven't got to watch it yet. I'm going to try to this week. Uh, but Zombie Land comes out as well, so I don't know. And I have the gender revealed and blah blah blah. But uh, mine's going to be Devil's Rejects. I've talked about it before. Uh, I'm going to go back and watch it probably this week if I can get the time. Actually, going to watch it and the House of a Thousand Corpses. But I just really like Devil's Rejects. Uh, it's great '70s uh, grindhouse feel to it. Uh, give it a shot if you haven't. Let me know what you think. And. Uh, pretty excited hopefully I'll be able to talk about Three from Hell next week so uh, there you go that's our recommendations for this week uh, Clay anything you want to add before we get out of here uh, not really um, I'm kind of tired <laughs> yeah we recorded a little later this week than what I'd hoped to I think we're both pretty tired so uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up now uh as always, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there, and please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, uh, just see, I'm so tired of getting things straight all of a sudden. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, uh, just search for us on Facebook and join in on the conversations. Uh, we've had some real good ones this week. Someone uh, make a poll and just make a poll whether they think Jason's going to have boys or girls uh, well, or both. Yeah, we might do that. But uh, there was a poll up on Best Joker. I think Josh had put it up. Um, I believe Heath Ledger was winning. Did anybody vote for Cesar Romero? I honestly can't remember. I think somebody did. I think I want to say there was one. I'm surprised there was no Jack Nicholson votes in there. I was always a big fan of the Nicholson one. I personally voted for Heath Ledger. Uh, that's uh, just about a perfect Batman movie. Uh, but Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Joker would be a close second for me right now. I mean, that could always change. But anyway, uh, head on over there and join the Facebook group and give us your thoughts and opinions on the podcast or whatever. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram at RFN underscore podcast uh, and as always don't forget to send us your emails to rfn dot podcast one at gmail dot com uh, Clay like we talked about earlier you're still on social media blackout although mm -hmm. it was nice to see you pop up there for just a second I was like hey there's Clay Dotson uh, so one day we'll hear from you again uh, as for me you can find me on Twitter at Jason76Z. Uh, look forward next week. Probably, I think we are going to do the uh, Supernatural slant clay. I kind of liked that after the Amityville thing. So you guys can be looking forward to that. 
and I think that's it. I think we're ready to go. So with that, I'm Jason Hull. He's Clay Dotson, and we are out. Bye-bye. Bye now.